Last season was hard, and there's no doubt. But we learned a lot as a staff. We learned a lot as players, and we responded. And as a head football coach, that's what you ask, is how do you respond? When things go tough, how do you respond? Our staff responded by putting together one of the top recruiting classes in the history of our school. Our players have responded by continuing to be developed by our staff and our strength staff and Trumaine Carroll, led by Trumaine Carroll, which continues to do a great job of establishing our culture and what we stand for and our core values when our coaches are out of the office. Being able to reconnect our current players this past year with our former players and, and uh, it's been critical, allowing our doors to open to all our former players to come in and interact and to fellowship and to share experiences of being a student athlete at the University of Arkansas. And to share that every, the impact that we all have on every household in our great state. Hunter Yurichek joined me as the director of athletics one day before I got there in December the 5th, I believe, and he brought in a, a one Arkansas. And let me tell you, we have some of the greatest fans in college football that are deserving of a great football program. And it's important that we, unique, we, we unite and lock arms and become in one Arkansas. Now, I think when you see the three players that I brought today off of our football team, they represented everything that college football is about. They also have an edge and a drive to raise the competitive standard in our program. They're great players, but more importantly, they're even better students and men. And I know you'll enjoy your time with them today. McTelvin Sosa, Akeem, a graduate, a 4.0 student last semester, a defensive tackle, from Texarkana, Scooter Harris, linebacker, will graduate in December uh, from New Orleans. Uh, Devil Whaley, a senior running back that will also graduate um, in December from Beaumont. And the best thing about these guys is, is, though they're some of the best players on our team, they're also, they pride themselves in being the best players for our team. And they represent what we want our culture to be about. And when you take a head football coaching job, you know that establishing and enhancing a culture is your top priority. And it takes time, and it takes consistency, and there's a certain process to follow to develop the results that you're looking for. You can look at examples of guys that I've worked for, Coach Sweeney, you look at guys in this league of Dan Mullen and Mark Stoops. Um, it didn't happen overnight. The process is going from being a, a, a coach-fed team to a player-led culture follows three steps that we always talk about. It's an I, I know it, I do it, and I own it. And my focus as a head football coach at the University of Arkansas is about building a program that's com a consistent winner. Year in and year out, we want to compete for championships. But to win championships first, you gotta, you got to develop champions. And our staff is doing a tremendous job of doing that and recruiting that way and turning young men into champions. But it doesn't happen overnight. Our mission is to prepare young men for success both and off, on and off the field for the rest of their life. 
And when I got in this business of changing lives and impacting lives through the game of football and winning football games, and that hasn't changed. We always have and will always develop young men in our program as people, as students, and then as players. That's our process for getting results. And we do that through our vision. And our vision is, is every. The word every. Every matters. Every rep, every day of those 235 days, that day one really does matter. What we did on that first day matters and what this year looks like. Everything matters and everything counts. Offensively, our philosophy has not changed. We want to be fast-paced, hurry-up, no-huddle football team, and we've made tremendous strides uh, by developing our young men on our roster, by recruiting the way we recruited, and attracting the right transfers. We're excited about our quarterback battle that we have uh, with the addition of Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle and the ability to, to, to bring Ben in in January and watch the development of John Stephen Jones through the spring and the valuable reps that he got. It'll be an interesting battle as we go into to fall camp. Running back, uh, Devwal Whaley is here today. Rakeem Boyd, uh, one, of the, one of the top returners in our league. Uh, it's healthy, Chase Hayden. This is an area that we have some depth and we have experience at. Offensive line is an area that we have to improve. We knew that. We played with eight scholarship offensive linemen the entire year last year. A lot of cross-training took place. So we knew that this had to be a focus going into year, year two and how we developed and how we recruited and bringing in six, uh, signing six offensive linemen and expecting some of those guys to contribute. Uh, Myron Cunningham being one of them, a junior college guy that we brought in. Wide receiver was an area that we thought we had to get bigger, we had to get faster, and, and unite that combination with the guys that we have on our roster to help us create our speed that we need to compete in this league. A tight end, C.J. O'Grady, which has a chance to be one of the best in the, in the country. He's uh, one of the top playmakers returning from last year. Excited about him. Defensively, with Coach Chavis at the helm for year two, um, you know, our defense is built on speed and stopping the run. And in understanding that it's a line of scrimmage league, we too signed seven defensive linemen. Uh, to add to uh, a, an already experienced group. And I feel like that we have the pieces in place year two uh, defensively to continue to show improvements uh, as we move into this season. A defensive line, you, you will meet Sosa, T.J. Smith, a phenomenal leader, a senior, uh, graduate, Dorian Gerald, uh, Gabe Richardson, Jamario Bell, Jonathan Marshall. These are all guys that, that have played and have a lot of reps underneath their belt. And it's time to take that next step forward in this program, as well as bringing in the freshman D lineman that we brought in that we're excited about. Secondary brings Cam Curl as a leader for us, uh, and Joe Fouché. I'm excited about Joe. Joe is a, a young man that played a lot last year as a true freshman. Um, his experience with Cam Curl's leadership uh, should make our, our, the back end uh, better. Uh, we've got to continue to develop the guys up front. I know we played a lot of young guys in, in, uh, at the corner, and when you play young guys, mistakes happen. 
they made some mistakes last year, as we all did, but how we responded uh, is, is the only thing that matters. And these guys have done a really good job responded uh, this spring. Linebacker Scooter Harris leads the SEC in tackles last year. Uh, a phenomenal person, a great leader, as I talked earlier. Bumper Pool might be one of the greatest names in all of college football. Uh, joins us, played as a true freshman last year, expecting great things out of him and demanding. I know Coach Chavis, which coaches the linebackers, demands uh, those guys play at a very, very high level. Uh, Hayden Henry, Grant Morgan, uh, these are experienced players that are returning. Special teams. Uh, I promoted Barry Lunny to our special teams coordinator. Uh, we understand the importance that this unit has on, on the outcome of games. And we also understand that this unit has to show improvement in year two. Uh, we bring Connor Limpert, our, our kicker back, which was a weapon for us last year. Uh, punting was a weakness. And because of that, we went out and, and um, brought in a, an experienced punter, a veteran, that will add value and, and add competition in that room. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited to watch the competition uh, as we go into fall camp. I've been in this position before. I've stood in the same area of, of, of record, uh, of, of building a program. Uh, year one at Arkansas was similar to, to when we got to Clemson. Uh, and coming off the season that they had came off of and watching the values and the vision that was set in, in place and in movement and the challenges that you had to go through in changing a culture. Year one at SMU. And in all three stops, there was success happening inside the walls of the football building. And while only us as coaches and players could see that success happening through the defining of the culture, it was happening. And we know this, that in year two as we move forward, that the successes that were happening in year one will, will show up on Saturdays. And it wasn't fun. There wasn't a lot of fun when you go through tough times like that. But we know that building a program, there's a process that you have to go through. It's not fun. It's not always easy. But it's always necessary. And with the investments that our players and our staff have made on and off the field this offseason, I'm confident that our fans, which deserve a great football program, will see success on Saturdays begin to show up. And as I mentioned, I'm honored and privileged to be the head football coach at the University of Arkansas. And with that, I'll open up for questions. Thank you, Coach Morris. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Again, we ask you to stand, give your name and affiliation. Uh, Amanda, Jordan, and Sarah will get to you. And so we'll go ahead, start over here on our right, Coach, alongside the aisle with Trey. Hey, Coach, Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, 24-7 sports. I was curious about recruiting and the last recruiting class and moving on into this one. How have things gone? And staring in the face of that 2-10 and 10 record, how difficult has that been to overcome? Well, I think when you look at it, the way we recruited during the 2-10 and 10 season uh, says a lot. It says that, you know, the, 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 the passion level that, that, that our fans have, the, the, the passion level to, to have a, a player want to come be a part and be able to play and play quickly uh, helped us in that recruiting of that first year. 
Uh, there's no getting around it. Going into year two, as you look back where we were about this time last year, we're, we were very similar in where we were in recruiting. Uh, going into year two uh, and, and to see the successes that will come in year two, uh, I'm excited about how we're going to recruit. And, and the way we are, we're off to a great start right now. And I think that uh, our goal is, is, as, a, as a staff is to, to continue to be consistent in the way we recruit. Again, building a program is about being consistent. Let's be a consistent winner, consistently competitive every week of every phase of your program. And so uh, I think going into year two, it's, it's, we're, we're, in, we're in really good shape of where we're at. And we've got to continue to recruit. It's, it's, it's like shaving. If you don't do it every day, you, 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 don't, you look like a bum. And so you've got to recruit. And it's every day. And our staff hears it from me every day. Coach, we'll go to the center section alongside the left aisle. Coach, Drew Yarman, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Talk about uh, your offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, Joe Craddock. He's a native of this community, went to Briarwood Christian, and how crucial he's going to be in the development, helping Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle. Well, Joe has is, is, uh, been with me now going on eight years. Uh, he and I think a lot alike. Um, Joe and I have a great working relationship. I'm heavily involved. I'm more involved now than I've ever been, and Joe knows that. Um, I've, I've, I've developed some pretty good quarterbacks along the way, too. He's been underneath me as we've recruited and, and developed those guys. Um, so I, I anticipate that uh, with he and I working together and to take Ben Hicks, which had played for us for three years, um, and now I had Nick Starkle and John Stephen Jones and K.J. Jefferson. Um, I'm, I'm excited about what, what he and I both can do with those quarterbacks. And we'll go over here to the left coach in the second row, Tom. Yep. Hey, Chad, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Got two things. One, uh, your expectations for W's on Saturday, I think the players upstairs were saying about making the postseason. Is that a reasonable expectation for improvement this year? Um, and part two, the lessons, you talked about lessons in year one that you learned. What were your biggest takeaways from what SEC football is about from being in the middle of it now? Yeah, I think when you look at expectations uh, for year two and wins and losses, and I'm not going to put a number on it, uh, but I know as in, inside our program and, and, and talking to our, our seniors and our leaders, and they want to leave their legacy. And, and, and getting this program into the postseason is, is definitely a goal of ours. Um, and it's something that we have talked about, and we started talking about it 235 days ago. But it was going to take a lot. How far do you really want to go with this? You know, and so uh, um, I, I definitely believe that, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm asking for our football program and our staff to, to be consistent and to be the best they can be each and every day. And the, the other part was... Lessons year one. Is yeah, I, I, th I think the biggest lesson from a head coach... Um, that, that I learned is, and I knew it going in, I knew the, 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 the challenges that this league brings each and every week, but it's a line of scrimmage league. And if you don't have the depth in the, in, in, in the offense and defensive lines to sustain a, and be a consistent competitor, um, it's difficult. And so that's why we went out and recruited like we did in those two areas. Which will go all the way in the back in the center section. Hey, Chad, Brooks Kamina from The Advocate. Uh, you mentioned uh, in your opening remarks about uh, building the team through uh, 
recruiting and transfers. I mean, with the new transfer portal, how have you approached that in building uh, your team for this year? Well, I think, you know, guys have always been able to transfer. And, and now it's just called a transfer portal. It's, and, and so, um, and guys are into it. I, I remember one of our players um, that had graduated a few several years ago came back to me and said, man, I, I want to try to create a database coach that when, when people transfer that you would know where to look if you're a head coach. And this was many years ago. We were talking about this. Oh, wow, you know, because you, you know, in the past you used to hear transfers, but you never knew or knew it, or knew, you know, there wasn't a pool. Well, now there is. And so what that has done is allowed our staff, and as we build our staff, and in our recruiting department, we, we've got a portion of our recruiting department that that does. It's we were active in the transfer portal. And I think it gives the student athletes opportunities, which is great. And it gives our staff and our uh, people to build programs opportunities, which is great. Um, and so we've, we've got an area assigned in our recruiting department that, that comes through the transfer portal. Uh, it's just unfortunate that there's more people in the transfer portal than there's actually scholarships out there. So you try to educate your players before they want to go into that transfer portal. This is what takes place. Coach, we'll go over here on our left alongside the aisle. Hey, Chad, Ty Richardson, ESPN, Arkansas. Do you have a designated date on when you plan on announcing the starting quarterback? And if so, what is that date? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a date set. Uh, that This is the actual date we're going to name it because I, I don't know how camp's going to go. Um, I know we'll run somebody out there on that first game. I do know that. I don't want that to be uh, – I would like for it not to be just, you know, that, that's the first time everybody knows it. But we'll see. Um, the sooner the better because I want our team to rally around that guy and who those guys – that guy is going to be. Um, but, but I also know that, um, you know, it's going to have to work itself out. And we've got we've – had, they've had a tremendous summer. Um, the, the leadership from all that group has, has definitely impacted our program and talking to our defensive guys in particular um, because I always ask them about what does it look like from that side of the ball and talking about the leadership of, of Ben, the leadership of Nick. You know, Nick played in this league. Nick's won in this league. And um, he understands what this league is about. So it, we got a great battle going. And we're going to go in the center section about halfway back. Coach, Travis Brown at the Bryan College Station Eagle. With how much quarterbacks are moving around now, what is the background into the, the recruitment of both Ben and Nick, and how were y'all able to, to land two guys that, that were starters? Yeah, you know, Ben played for us for three years. I recruited him out of high school. I had a great relationship with him and his family. Um, and watching his development from a freshman all the way up, and even watching him last year after we left, um, a guy that's – fiercely as, as much of a competitor as I've ever been around um, and, and to watch him compete uh, his, his, uh, and, and watch him grow has been very impressive. Um, he knows the offense. He's been a quarterback of a football team that went 2-10. So he stood in that team room. He stood in front of teammates before and he's also dug a team out of being in that position before. So he understands. He's got that, that experience, and he understands what our culture is about and staying consistent. And I think that he's done a great job of taking the young guys in that room from the day he got here in January 
He took the young guys. He took John Stephen Jones and, and Jack Lindsay and those guys, and they, at the time, Connor Nolan, and, and, and took them under his wing and said, this is what we're doing, and this is how it needs to be ran. And, and you would see those guys up there, and he'd bring the receivers up on weekends and work with them and bring the quarterbacks in. So his leadership is, has been valuable. Adding Nick Starkle, a guy that's very experienced, uh, that's a fierce competitor. I've known Nick since he was in high school. I recruited him. And um, so, and to watch the way the ball jumps out of his hand and how electric and how hot that ball comes out and his decision-making, how he can, he can progress and, and see the field and, and his accuracy is what impressed me uh, as I watched him. And had it not been for an injury to him uh, a year or so ago, uh, two seasons ago, um, the outcome for him and his season might have been totally different. So we're excited about having him um, and to know that he has two years with us. So uh, I believe that I, I, I think one of the things talking to Nick is he saw an opportunity, an opportunity to come in and to play in a league he's very familiar with, and, and his confidence level is extremely high. Coach, we'll go back down here to Trey on the right side. Trey Biddy, Hawksports.com, 24-7 Sports. Coach, what went into deciding on the McFadden era uniforms? How did that come about? How often do you plan on wearing those this uniform as an alternate uniform? And also, is this a look for the future? Do you plan to bring the white ones in next year? It's a great look, isn't it? I mean, man, goodness, if you just follow the way the Twitter blew up when we announced those, it was unbelievable. Um, when I first got I guess I was in Arkansas maybe a week or two weeks, and I got with our equipment group, and, and I asked, how can we get back to that uniform? It's, it's, uh, to me, that was a traditional look, um, but the way the, progress, the way the process happens is you have to order things a year, year and a half out. And so to be able to unveil those uniforms this year and to wear the red over the white, um, we're going to wear them every opportunity we can get. And uh, as we move forward in our program, uh, as long as I'm a part of it, that's, that's the look that I want to have. Coach, we'll go over here to the left, second row. Bob? She's always right there. Um, hey, hey, Chad, uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas, uh, Democrat Gazette. Uh, you guys could be one of five SEC teams that could have a graduate transfer starting at quarterback. It's a little different dynamic than other positions because you can only play one. Did you see that trend continuing to grow? And how good is it when you're trying to build your program up to have those options of getting guys who have started previously? Well, I, I think it's – I do not think the trend's going to go away. I think that that's something that's here to stay, and and especially at the quarterback position. And, and you couldn't blame guys want to play. Quarterbacks, you know, they're when you recruit a quarterback, it's it's different than recruiting someone else. These guys want to play, and they want to they want to be the man. They want to impact the game. And and when they see that, look, it may not happen at the place that they're at. They have that option, and, and that's great for our student athletes. And so uh, I don't think that's going to go away. And I know it's not going to go away at that position. Um, but I also believe that as you recruit and as you sign classes, that there will always be that tendency to, to make sure you've got spots available for guys that may come into your program um, through the transfer market. We're going to go all the way to the back of the room here in the center section. 
Hey, Chad Brookskin from the uh, the Advocate in Baton Rouge. You, you mentioned your time at uh, Clemson and SMU, talking about year two that you know you've, you've been through something like this before. You know, when you're when you're building a program, you mentioned uh, you know going with the players, but is there a point where you have kind of that inward look at yourself and kind of have to prove, like think to yourself, yes, I've been in this before, and what from those previous experiences help you get to the year two? Yeah, you, as you go through it and you're living the moment, you, you, you reflect back on your, your, your experiences and what got you through those tough times. And one, knowing, being confident, knowing who you are, knowing that to remain consistent and, and be consistent in your message and don't waver because you want to build something to last. And so, yes, a lot went into reflecting back and saying, okay, this is, this is the way we handle these situations. This is, this is what got us out of, of building that program uh, the first time we went through it or the second time we went through it. And so uh, those reflecting on past experiences, there, there's no question. And as I've shared, I, I've, I've been in this spot before. Um, and I'm confident that I understand what, what it looks like getting out of it because I've done it. And we've done it. We've got a lot of members of our staff that have been in this spot. Mitch will go here on the left alongside the wall. Hey, Chad. Dave Matter with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Your Missouri game at the end of the regular season is going to stay on that Friday after Thanksgiving, but also moving to Little Rock uh, in the years that you guys host. What were your thoughts on just relocating that game off campus? Will be a great environment in Little Rock on Thanksgiving weekend. That, that'll be a lot of fun that weekend. And uh, uh, I know when we went down there and played uh, in Little Rock this past year, it was it was a, a driving rainstorm and cold, and the environment was unbelievable. So uh, when that opportunity gets here, we'll be excited about it. But we got a lot of work to do between now and then. Coach, we'll stay over here on the same side, third row, David. Hey, Coach David Basil with. Uh... 1037 The Bus and KTV. What's your philosophy uh, behind moving to Grassville? I don't know if that was something that from, you know, going back to your coaching days in high school or Clemson, just your thought on changing back to grass. Well, you're in the natural state and, uh, you know, I'm a big runner and I love to jog and to jog by our practice fields and jog, jog by our baseball field and our soccer stadium and our softball field, and, and you see just how immaculate a grass field looks and the way our grounds crew uh, does such a tremendous job. And, uh, and then knowing that, man, football, it, it, there's nothing better than a freshly cut grass field on a Saturday afternoon. It's painted up. It's got a pop to it. It's got a smell to it. Um, again, that's just, it's, 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 it's football in its natural state. Our coach will take one final question over here again, Trey. Trey, BiddyHogSports.com, 24-7 Sports. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about C.J. O'Grady. Started off the season last year, suspended two games, didn't catch his first pass till five games in, I think, but has a lot of talent. Where, where has he been this, this, this offseason? Is he going to realize his full potential? And also Hudson Henry coming up. What could his impact be in, be in a position that you've described as the second hardest position to learn on offense? Well, let's start with CJ first, um, a guy that uh, has, has talent um, just, just oozing all over him. Um, a, a guy that uh, was, was, um, went through some challenging times last year with a new staff, 
with the expectations, um, with the standards that we were setting, um, and to be that teammate that we, we want. Um, and when you saw him begin to buy in and uh, you saw what he can be, and there's no doubt that he can be one of the best in the country at tied in and, and he's the top playmaker we got coming back for us. He's extremely talented. Um, it's just how good does he want to be? And so that's been our challenge to him this off season and, and motivating him and pushing him and, and driving him and not just us, but our, his teammates. Again, we've gone to a, to a much a player led football team. And I, I've seen our players really, really push him and, 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 and motivate him in, in different areas, in different ways. Um, Hudson Henry, a, a phenomenally talented young man that uh, uh, is going to play and is going to push and is going to be uh, have a great career and a great future. Uh, so we'll see how his transformation into fall camp uh, goes. But uh, talking to our defensive secondary uh, and going through their summer workouts uh, and watching and listening to who's impacting on the offensive side of the ball, Hudson's name always comes up. Coach Morris, thank you for your time. Bet. Thank you. Go Hogs.